Welcome to the podcast, Pulling G's, Fighter Pilot Perspectives on Faith. My name is Hugh Vest. My call sign is huge. I'm a retired fighter pilot with over 4,000 flying hours. I'm also the author of the book, Pulling G's, available online by Crosslink Publishing. Strap inside a $40 million F-16 fighter and come with me on an exhilarating ride, an insider's look at the tactics, training, and technology behind 21st century aerial combat. Pulling G's, the podcast, is a high-octane front-seat warrior's perspective on faith that will inspire you in spiritual combat with the same tools that make for a leading-edge fighter pilot. Each chapter or each podcast moves you from real cockpit insights to everyday life-faith applications and concludes with some thought-provoking debrief questions tailored for your personal reflection. You'll debrief your life's mission like a fighter pilot, you'll strain against the G-forces this world, and study the tactics of the adversary. You'll learn to trust in your instrument of faith and know your Dash 1 checklist for life. You'll see through the black world outside your cockpit wearing your creator's night vision goggles. And you'll explore larger-than-life aviation traditions, learning the call signs for God and hangar-flying lessons from pioneers in faith. Fights on. Session 1. We're going to talk about G-forces today. The verse we're going to reference is from the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 11, verse 30. It says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, what's the uh, craziest roller coaster you've ever been on? Are you a coaster junkie? Uh, well, here's some interesting stats here on roller coasters. Apparently, uh, now this is of the year as of 2012. So the current leader and the never-ending claim to be the world's greatest coaster back in 2012 was the King Da Ka roller coaster located in Jackson, New Jersey. Now this thing was a beast. I mean, it held the record since May of 2005, and it stands over 456 feet in the air and includes a 415-foot drop. That is a massive drop. Uh, here's a couple other interesting coaster statistics if you happen to be a coaster junkie. Um, for instance, uh, the fastest roller coaster right now, and I don't know uh, if this is the exact number, but this is Abu Dhabi. Uh, its roller coaster in the UAE uh, gets up to 149 miles an hour, which is pretty, that's pretty fast. Um, the record for the most coasters uh, these guys are wild men. They did 10 parks, this is in one day, and 74 roller coasters. So, man, that is just, of course, they had uh, use of a helicopter. It's obviously some kind of promotion, but but those guys, and this was in Pennsylvania, these guys are uh, absolute wild men. So, so what do we like about roller coasters? I mean, what's the... What's the coaster experience, man? They, I mean, these engineers really craft these things right, don't they? I mean, they produce all kinds of forces on us. Um, for instance, we feel like the acceleration building up as we first as we in our back as we go up the hill, and then the acceleration that just plasters us to the back of the seat when we make that drop. 
uh, and plunges us down that first hill. And, and then the curves and the twisting forces, they push us into the bottom of the seat as it does tight loops. And, and then when the whole thing's over, it just suddenly comes to a halt jerking you in the front of the seat. Um, and, and, you know, when you get off the roller coaster, I mean, you've been through it, right? You know, you're walking, you know, get, you kind of stumble through that exit line and you're walking out and your, your hair is all messed up. You're having trouble walking straight and you got this like, you know, goofy smile on your face. Uh, and you know, some of that is, is really, um, what we call G forces. Uh, yeah. And you probably didn't really care at the time. You just enjoyed the ride. Right. But, um, G forces are kind of behind some of the experiences that we feel, uh, and the magic we feel on roller coasters. So um, G-forces to the fighter pilot are pretty serious. Um, and so there's something that kind of go with the, the territories of fighter pilot. Um, and, and let's just talk real quick about what, what G's are. Uh, G's themselves, G stands for, um, it's a short for the, uh, the word gravity. So it's the amount of gravitational force that we, uh, that we experience. And so just kind of give you an example um, we're walking around right now. You're sitting, if you're sitting at your desk, you know, you're riding in your car, whatever, uh, that you're sitting at what's called one G, the, the standard force of gravity on our body. That's just one G. Uh, obviously if you go to zero G's, that's, uh, now that's zero G. That means you, you wouldn't be attached to this earth. You'd be floating like astronauts where they're, where they're floating in space. That's a zero G environment. It's nothing's pushing you down. Um, and then, you know, obviously like the moon or something like that would be uh, somewhere between uh, zero and one G. So it's just enough to hold you to the ground some, but you can kind of bounce around and, and float a little bit. So it's kind of in between zero and one G. Um, somewhere around zero to one G, that's not really a big deal, right? That's, uh, that doesn't really mess things up for us too much. Um, it's where you get into the upper G's that things get kind of kind of difficult and interesting. Um, for instance, at, you know, three or four G's, now it starts pushing us towards the bottom of the seat. Um, and then once you get to four to five G's, that's four to five uh, times the force of gravity in your body. Um, at, at some point, sometimes people can actually pass out. Uh, and that's called G-lock or G-induced uh, loss of consciousness. Uh, and that happens really between about four to five G's, maybe just a, a little bit above that where we can experience that. And, and basically the force of gravity or, the, or the, the, the amount of gravitational force pushes the blood from our brain down below our head. Um, and that causes us to pass out if we don't have something pushing that blood flow back. So, um, so just to get to some extreme G's, when we start talking fighter pilots, when you get towards nine G's, nine times the force of gravity, um, a dude like me, a fat dude like me, would actually experience uh, the, the equivalent of 1,800 pounds of force uh, on me. So that's a lot. Uh, and that's where you really get into G-lock kinds of situations where you, if you're sitting up straight in the cockpit, that, that drives that blood right out of your head very quickly at nine G's unless you do something. Um, so, you know, if you pass out in a roller coaster, it's kind of embarrassing, right? Everybody's going to probably make fun of you or you just will, you know, deny it towards the end and say, no, that well, you know, I didn't pass out. But obviously, if you if you pass out in a fighter jet, uh, that's pretty serious. So, um and something to, to, it's definitely bad news. 
So there's some uh, techniques for fighting G's. So how do we fight G's uh, in the Air Force? Um, there's a couple couple different ways to do that. Uh, one of the interesting ways, of, uh, kind of the first big thing, is called the uh, G suit. So um, and so, some people call it different things. I've heard it called speed jeans um, or uh, pilot flight gear kind of thing. Um, but what it really looks like is it kind of looks like those old Western chaps that uh, fit around the, the, the bottom half of your body. They kind of look like jeans almost, uh, these chaps. And what happens is it actually has a, a tube that's connected to the aircraft. And when you go into a high G turn, it actually unleashes some bleed air from the jet and it goes and it fills up these, these bladders and these jeans um, or G-suit and it actually cuts off the circulation kind of below your heart. So it forces that blood up towards your head. Um, and so it just does this kind of automatically. Um, and it's, it's actually, they're, they're a great thing. G-suits are awesome. They actually give you um, a, probably about two to three extra G's worth of protection. So if we kind of look at, hey, the human body can stand four to five G's without doing anything. Um, and if you add on a couple more G's, now you're up to maybe six to seven to, you know, G's or so that you could stand with that G-suit that helps out a lot. So, so G-suit, and it's kind of like the G-suits really are like the, uh, like a blood pressure device uh, that, uh, that you have. So that's, uh, that's kind of one way. It's kind of like a blood pressure device where it, when it, expands and contract um, and contracts on your arm it feels the exact same way uh, on your legs so there's another technique that guys use too to fight G so you have your G suit um, and then you also have something called the anti-G straining maneuver or AGSM and so this thing uh, is something they actually train you to so it's not automatic you have to train to do this so they they put you in this centrifuge that spins around and around and up to 9g profile uh, and it's pure those things are pure torture uh, and you end up with some pretty uh, funny video at the end but but basically for these things you, you practice this anti-g straining maneuver and what you do is you just tighten the lower half of your body and you force your head to basically turn red and you force all the blood up into your head uh, and you make kind of grunting breathing uh, sounds uh, to control your breathing and keep the pressure up uh, in your in your chest area. Uh, and it really looks, it's very similar to what you'd look like going to the bathroom. Um, but anyways, it's not a glamorous thing. And you, you don't see this on Top Gun, at least the first version. Maybe the second version will actually have uh, some reality of, of these experiences. And I think they do with, with actual cockpit footage of guys really pulling G's, but you're not going to be talking much during a 9G kind of turn. So um, anyway, so that's the second way pilots have of countering the G's. You have the anti-G strain, which is active. It's something you do. And then you have the um, G suit or the speed genes that, uh, that is something that's pretty automatic. Now, even with all this training, um, the Air Force still experiences uh, some G-locks or loss of consciousness. In fact, here's kind of a statistic that uh, I dug up. Uh, between 1982 and 2002, this is just the Air Force, not the Navy also, the Air Force reported 559 G-lock incidents. Uh, and sadly, you know, uh, with over 20 of these guys uh, passed away, so they died. Um, but 559 G-lock incidents, that's where guys actually went to sleep in the jet from G's. Um, and I can tell you from uh, firsthand experience, uh, I actually witnessed one of my students uh, blackout. 
Um, what we were doing is we we're in a, a dog fighting kind of maneuver, uh, and he was out in front. and And some of the rides in the F sixteen course were, uh, you know, tandem where you were in the same aircraft, and other rides you were in separate jets, probably for over half of the course. And so this is one of those where you're in separate jets. And so my student went into a, a defensive turn, this is planned maneuver, uh, and up to nine G's. And about halfway through the turn, uh, he just rolled out. His his jet just stopped turning and then just kind of rolled out and started um, pointing nose down. Um, and so he had actually gone to sleep about halfway through that turn uh, from the G's. And so, I, of course, I was yelling at him but on the radio to recover. But what ends up happening when you pass out is it takes you about 10 to 15 seconds before you you come become conscious again and then a little bit longer before you actually get all your mental faculties and and you even shake when you actually come conscious it's called the, the funky chicken is what they call it uh, when you uh, when you come to um, and so anyways I, he he took uh, it probably was about 20 seconds or so and and thankfully his nose wasn't pointed down too far so when he eventually came to he was doing maybe 500 knots or so um, and he wasn't uh, too low so he was high enough that he could recover and and uh, that kind of thing so very thankfully he was able to get some more training and finish up and uh, and did well um, so um, why are we talking all about g-forces and why do we talk about g-forces and g-straining techniques and g-suits and all this stuff um, basically uh, the big thing is is life has g-forces the stresses in life are g like just like g's um here's a here's an interesting quote i really like this this is from the 1989 and just venting all his frustrations in life and uh, while he's doing this uh, she says you know when i was 19 grandpa took me on a roller coaster up down up down oh what a ride it was just so interesting to me that a ride could make me so frightened, so scared, so sick, so excited, and so thrilled all together. Some didn't like it. They went on the merry-go-round. It just goes round and round. Nothing. I like the roller coaster. You get more out of it. So, you know, <laughs> that's an awesome quote. If, if folks are like me, then I think you're living life on a roller coaster and and not the uh, merry-go-round. And roller coasters wouldn't be roller coasters without G-forces. So like I said before, the, the stresses in this life, the, the stuff in this life can sometimes wear you down just like G-forces. And we actually even, don't we even react like G-forces? I mean, have you ever seen somebody that's so stressed, so worried that their face actually crumples and their skin sags just like G-forces? Um, and, and man, sometimes the life can rain down on us with stress, right? We can, we can be at the 2G level of stress or we can be right up to 9Gs. I mean, we're maxed out and even... Uh, and it's even possible for people to G-lock in life in, in, in that sense. We're, we're stressed. Just actually, we can't, we can't respond anymore to stress. It just overcomes us. Um, we essentially black out in life. Um, so, you know, that's kind of why we're talking about G's right now. Um, but now it, it's really interesting now to go into uh, what are the different stresses we face. And, and look, I can't. Stress is personal. 
very personal and and there are just thousands of different things that could possibly stress us out but I, I think I tried to put them all in just some buckets just to let you know so here's a couple of them so um, obviously and, and and some of these stresses are a couple G's to one person or right to nine for the other so it just depends so um, death of a family member or friend Oh man, that that creates some stress right away uh, in our life, uh, especially um, somebody in our family or someone we're close to that death. Oh man, that's instant stress, instant G's there. Um, basic food, clothing, and shelter needs. Hey, uh, losing your home possibly, uh, can't feed your children, can't provide clothing. Uh, all those basic needs, man, we just take those for granted. But what stress if uh, if uh, you're in need for those, man. Uh, some others, uh, marriage, divorce, or relationship issues. Oh, man, the, all the stresses that go with those, um, with all that maintaining those relationships. Some others, uh, financial, man, home, debt. Man, debt is, is real out there. Uh, financial stresses, home stresses, all those things. Those are those are huge uh, G's in our life. Health or sickness. If going if you're personally going through health or sickness, or you have someone you care about is uh, is sick. Uh, man, what uh, what stress. Um, here's some others, even some psychological ones that are that are that are huge. Uh, loneliness, fear, anxiety, anger, depression. Man. How about these workplace job unemployment man for us uh, definitely workplace job and unemployment can be big um, and then uh, one other one I, I thought of too is addiction uh, and whatever your addiction is whatever that issue is um, that can be huge um, and so there's also one other even from these stresses is the stresses of of unreached expectations right. So these are stresses of the what ifs in life. I always call them the what ifs. What if I was, or if only is probably even a better word. If only I did this, or if only I was this, or if only, um, and this is keeping up with other people, how to be rich, powerful, respected, popular, famous, handsome, beautiful, uh, fit, healthy, fun, intelligent, desired, and more spiritual. I mean, uh, all the, the if only, if only I could be this. Um, so, man, so there's a lot of stress, uh, stresses in our lives. Um, now, when we look at these stresses, uh, the other thing we think about is, is where do they come from? You know, what, what are the different sources of stress in our life? What, what causes all, all these issues? Uh, and I think one of them, uh, unfortunately, uh, and, and look, I'm just going to mention some buckets of potential um, causes of stress, but man, I'm not trying to analyze all the stresses we have in our lives. These are just a few things that come to my mind. Uh, you know, one of the sources of troubles in this life is the choices we make, right? Uh, so the choices we make or somebody else makes. And I believe we do have freedom to make choices in this life, obviously. And, and choices have consequences, unfortunately. Some choices, we make good choices. A lot of times they have good consequences. And, and like me, and uh, if you're like me, I make bad choices sometimes, and they have bad consequences, unintended consequences. Sometimes consequences are intended. And so, you know... Um, these choices, some of them aren't like split-second reactions that the fighter pilots make. Sometimes 
that decision has just long-term consequences. Hey, you know, a decision to drive drunk, um, to try a drug, to cheat on your wife or husband, man, that could be a 9G choice right there. Um, examples, other examples might be, hey, spending too much money um, that leads to debt, uh, not working at your job, all these kinds of things. Um, overeating, uh, I've been guilty of that one for sure. Um, or not investing time in your manage in your marriage or family. Man, all these things can actually uh, are the result of choices that we make. So stresses that are, we have in our life from choices, and even even the Apostle Paul, um, you know, the famous um, spiritual leader, Apostle Paul wrote uh, in in the book of Romans, chapter seven. He said, "I don't understand what I do." He said, for what I want to do, I don't do, but what I hate to do, I do. So we just, we make some bad choices. So the next group of maybe stresses, and this one's really hard. And I, so I just put all those stresses together and call it the unknown bucket. So a lot of these stresses, um, and these are the why, the things that happen that just have baffled the, the great minds over the years. Um, and that we just don't know why. Um, we don't know, we don't know the reason uh, for it, and we probably won't in this world. Um, the Bible, the book of Deuteronomy in chapter two, probably says it best when it says the secret things belong to the Lord our God. Um, let me just give you an example, um, a sad example in my own life. When I was stationed in South Carolina, uh, flying fighters, uh, my wife. Um, became um, pregnant and unexpectedly um, it was a surprise to us so we were we were really excited and it was gonna for our first uh, child and it's gonna be a, a son um, so it had been a gr- just a wonderful surprise pregnancy um, and so when I was stepping to fly one morning I I got this frantic call from home that everyone dreads um, something had gone wrong with the uh, pregnancy and uh, my wife was heading to the hospital. Well, anyways, when uh, when she got there, you know, I made it made it there in time. But uh, she delivered our son Luke, uh, who who died during birth. Man, um, you know, it was a horrible, unexpected blow in our life. Um, you know, you have this contract on immunity from all the bad things, right? You have an immunity from the horrible. You think. Uh, until something like that happens, and and man, it just it just shocked us, and and man, we grieved together and separately, and we and we just kept asking why, and I kept asking why. I wanted to know why, um, and to be honest, I I never found why. Um, in the end, we mourned. I mean, man, we struggled on without G locking from the G's. I mean, we we're up there at nine G's, and and we just gave up our understanding of our loss to God. Um, and, and two years later, uh, we, were re- we were blessed with our daughter, uh, who's a beautiful baby a girl born two years later after this. So, so life's G's of unknown origin are just devastating. They're horrible. Um, accidents, illness, natural disasters, death, they have no respect, absolutely no respect for how good or bad people are. They just happen, and, and sometimes we just have to put on our G-suit and, and grunt through those. Uh, the final category, though, so we have choices, I think. We have the unknown uh, Gs, and then the final category, I think, the source of Gs is this grouping of trials. 
Uh, and this is a little bit different. So this is this is separate from the unknown or separate from choices. Um, so the Bible actually declares an outright purpose to some of the stresses we go through in our journey in life. In the book of James, it, it writes, uh, he writes, uh, Consider it joy when you face trials. The testing of faith develops perseverance, and when you have withstood the test, you will receive the crown of life that God has promised. It says, Iron sharpens iron. So God kind of tells us that there's some trials that we go through, some tests or trials for us as believers um, that are the equivalent of faith training regimens. So they're, they're like athletics. They're training for the elite athletes. Uh, sometimes the workouts can be rough, but through these trials and these faith tests, um, we actually grow so that it ha- they seem to have a purpose. So, you know, we're talking about all these G's. Um, uh, whether they come from trials uh, that are purposely put in our lives to grow us, whether they come from the unknown bucket or whether they come from choices we make. It's, you know, the question is, how do we cope with these G's in our life? Um, You know, some people, they spend all their life avoiding G's. They get on the merry-go-round and they stay on the merry-go-round and they seem to avoid most of the G's in life, Uh, whether that's really not even possible, but they, but they try. Um, and you know, fighter pilot would be completely useless if, if we spent the whole mission just trying to avoid G's, right? Right. We wouldn't be doing the mission. The, the mission involves G's out there. So, you know, what are the answers for society for, um, G forces or stress? Well, there's these gurus that, that try to tell you media, scientific, holistic gurus, man, these guys will guide you down these paths, they have uh, all these things that they'll, they'll tell you. And, and often these people themselves are close to G-lock in their own lives. Um, and these things can help a little bit. I'm not saying they're bad. I mean, healthy lifestyle, choices, routines, exercise, um, meditation, counseling, recreation, you know, activities, um, all these things, friendships. These are all good. I mean, those those aren't bad, but those only give you one to two G's of stress uh, reduction, um, and and that's not really the the good source. So you know, while they're not bad, you know, what's going to happen now when you get to nine G's? What's going to happen when you can't move, when you can't breathe, and your vision is fading in some narrow tunnel, and you want to wear be wearing a G suit and performing a season's training maneuver? I mean, life's G's are unexpected, and man, if you've been in a steady 6G turn, I can only say hang on, because 9G's, 9G spike is coming in your life. Or maybe you've been living your life in the merry-go-round, uh, in personal, a, sta- a perpetual state of disengagement, and you're ready for the roller coaster. Man, you've been avoiding G's, and at the same time, avoiding a mission. I'll tell you, in my life's journey, I found my mission and and G protection outside of the world of science, of gurus, and society. Man, I've discovered the real G suit in life is hope. Man, so that's it. So, I mean, hope is something just like the G suit where it gives you two to three Gs of instant G-force protection. Hope is the conviction within and confidence in mission success. Man, it tells us there's a reason and a reward for the G's in our lives, and that one day there'll be no G's in our long, easy flight back to base after a job well done. Well, 
there's also something else. So just like the two things that protect a fighter pilot, you have your G-suit of hope, but you also have faith. Faith is the active part of hope. Faith is our anti-G straining maneuver in life. It's just like that. It requires us to practice, to grunt, and to train. And as our faith grows, so does our ability to bear life's G's. With those two elements combined, God has assured us that we can be armed with well over nine G's of protection. So if your life's debrief hasn't led you yet to discover God's flight manual for faith, which is the Holy Bible, then I'd like to challenge you to pry open its pages and dive into unleashing the true power of faith and hope in your life. Man, in in its words, you'll find that God wants you to get off of the merry-go-round. He wants to give you a great mission with engagements and G's. He'll put you in the ultimate roller coaster ride. For those G's, he'll give you a G-suit of hope and train you with faith's anti-G strain. When Jesus taught, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, he wasn't implying that a life of faith is a life without G's. I mean, Jesus definitely pulled some G's in his mission on this earth. I think what he was teaching is that he would give you the power to bear up the G's and accomplish the mission in life like a seasoned professional fighter jock. So remember, the mission is not about G's. It's not about avoiding G's or surviving G's. There's another mission out there. Uh, So the G's are there, but our training and our protection make the G's feel lighter. So the focus is on doing some good work in the air and doing some good work in our lives. So I'd like to kind of conclude here with a few debrief questions for you. So we'll just kind of go with these and you can think about them as you go. So what are some of the G stresses in your own life? Have you ever faced a 9G spike in your life? And would you uh, ever trade your stresses for someone else's? Here's another question. Do you think these stresses are based on choices, on faith, testing, uh, or unknown sources in your life, or maybe just combinations of all three? And then how do you cope with the G's in your life? What are the techniques you use? Are you relying on society, science, and gurus? Man, is your life more like a merry-go-round or a roller coaster? I mean, do you have a mission in this life? Are you living in a perpetual state of disengagement? Here's a really interesting question. Are you living life on purpose or by default? So what are hope and faith and how can these two powerful life applications protect you against the G's in life? So last thing I would like to say is next week, uh, tune in for our next session uh, called Flying on Instruments.